720 WGN, John Landecker, nine minutes after eight o'clock. Welcome to the uh, program. I'm just Ken Ryan Gosling from the film Barbie. The Oscar nominations are out. Both Gosling and that song have been nominated for Oscars from the movie Barbie. But there are some other weird things that occurred. And to help us feel... uh, Figure out the weirdness and take a look at what's right and wrong. It's uh, Blockbuster Blake Stubbs. Hey, Block. Hey, Blake. <laughs> hey, John. Hey, How you hey, doing? St- hey, Stubbs. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> Happy Oscar nominations day. Yeah. I guess if you celebrate, you know, not everybody does these days. But no, I know. It, it's a big day, I think. A big day for film, certainly. Um, I think that uh, for some people, there are some surprises. Some snubs, some things that people are a little upset about. Um, by and large, I think if you just started with Best Picture as a category, there it's a full slate of 10 nominees, which is the maximum that there can be in that category. Uh, not something the Academy has done every single year since they reinstituted that. Um, but, you know, just this slate alone is a good indicator that we had a good year of movies in 2023, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. Now, I take a look at this Best Picture nomination list, which is American Fiction, An Enemy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest, just to get those titles out out onto the air tonight for uh, nominations for Best Picture. And your impression of those nominations is pretty much all good, right? It is, yes. Uh, I have to be honest, I always disclose this up front when I talk about Best Picture. At the time that they're announced, there's always films I have yet to see. Mm -hmm. Um, In this case, I've seen half of the category. Um, And just to give you the heads up on what those are, I've definitely seen Barbie and Oppenheimer. I did the Barbenheimer uh, (laughs) big day double feature in Chicago. It was a magical day. Uh, I have seen Past Lives, which I am a very big fan of, uh, and it's certainly one of the lower-budget films uh, that started to get a lot of critical uh, and social media praise. So uh, it's nice to see that, you know, among these two films that we just mentioned that, like, you know, made pretty much billion-dollar films uh, Mm -hmm. for last year. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, I I would be remiss if I didn't point out that that was one of the best movies I saw last year, also one of the most harrowing. Um, it's almost the type of movie that I would highly recommend everyone watch. And if you looked me in the eye when it was done and said, I never want to watch it again, I know it moved you, and that's okay if you don't <laughs> want to watch it again. Because, because it's a heavy film. It's a film oh. that really gets to the core of its audience, I think. Oh, um, and then lastly um, was The Holdovers, Alec- Alexander Payne's The Holdovers, starring Paul Giamatti. So, I mean, I've still got some work to do. Um, in the overall Best Picture category, and part of it's due to access to the films. Um, For example, I know The Zone of Interest is one that was not screened a great deal nationwide. So if it screened in your area and it came and it went, the hope with it being nominated for Best Picture is that it's going to get a serious theatrical release so that, uh, you know, more people can see it, obviously, so that the Academy members uh, can, can see it as well. Uh, and then, of course, Poor Things, Yorgos Lanthimos' film, which um, I have yet to see, but everybody who I know who has seen it has said, buckle up. That was pretty much the general consensus. So I'm Well, I'll tell you something. That. I saw it. And buckle, okay. up, buckle up is an understatement. It is a walking, <laughs> talking, technicolor creep show. 
just let me say that it is. I mean, it is just over the top in so many different ways. Emma Stone got a nomination for Best Actress, and that's well-deserved. But it, this is one of the more bizarre—I don't want to give away what it's about. Too much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what if what if um, Frankenstein's monster grew up, <laughs> so to speak? Yeah. And on uh, the way of—and in growing up, you know, became more verbal and more coordinated and— became better looking and oh by the way uh is a female i mean and and then take it from there it is just really it's really something so yeah um i'm saying it's a uh, buckle up too yeah buckle up okay consider myself buckled Buckled. uh, because i i'm looking forward to seeing the film mainly because of the reactions that i've heard from it but also some of the criticism which has not been negative in any way but just little things that have kind of pointed my mind in directions of what I should come to expect. And yet I still feel like I'm walking into it whenever I get to sit down and watch it, hopefully this weekend. And I have no idea what I'm really in for. I know that I love the cast. I really like the director's work, Um, his work with his cinematographer, whose name escapes me at the moment, but it's the same cinematographer that he's worked on on previous films. So I know that that distinctive visual style is going to be there. Um, And then also, yes, uh, you know, Emma Stone's performance in the film has been applauded immeasurably uh both critically from people who have seen it you know fans that i guess you could call them fans because the film has a certain fan base that is really passionate about it so it's good to see you know that the academy is not just nominating films that feel like they're straight up oscar bait does that make sense i I, I feel like this there are some i'm not saying that this category is without it's oscar bait i'm just saying that certain films that um really got here on their own merits, their own um, artistic uh, display, it, it's going to be a good category to look at. And while I do you know, think anybody can sit and make predictions and you, know, you can follow the entire award season and crunch the numbers and you can pretty much tell what's going to win on the day, I still think, in general, this is a solid 10 nomination category. They went with the full slate, and I don't think they disappointed in any of the uh, the nominees for Best Picture, at least. Um, and I do think that there could be upsets, you know, this year at the Oscars. I don't, I don't necessarily think that just because you know Oppenheimer made a billion dollars and has the most nominations, it's going to just run away with it. Now, do I think it could? Absolutely, but I don't think that's one hundred percent certain. So I'm I'm curious to see how it shakes out in the best picture category. Um, big things that have been mentioned as far as snubs, though, John, and I know that you're a big fan of Barbie. Yeah. Greta Gerwig not getting a best director nomination. <laughs> Margot on. Robbie not getting best actress nomination. Insane, insane. And not only that, I, not I only was, not only that, but the category that it's in as far as screenplay. Oh yeah, that was another thing. <laughs> a, a big switch in recent weeks which really changed up the dynamic of adapted screenplay. Adapted. To a great deal of Adapted debate. from what? A doll? Exactly. I mean, from a piece of plastic? It's ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's the most, it's, it's most original stretch, screenplay I've seen. It, most original screenplay I've seen in ages. How could that be from any adapted material? I, I don't it's, know where they come up one, with that. I feel like the Board of Governors might need to better illustrate to the general public who are concerned about this. And, and trust me, John, I'm one of these people because I, I thought the same thing when I read it. I was like, why did this get swapped over? It's 100 percent. I mean, even Gerwig has even said in interviews that there was just a general sense of an idea that we had the doll. We had to create yes, everything of for this. 
Right. And and Margot Robbie has had this as as like a, a producing project for her for years. And and they materialized all this out of nothing because essentially all they did was get permission from Mattel <laughs> to go make a movie. I you guess know, it's which obviously been, it's Mattel a, would have had some say in, but aside from create a character, yeah. what are you really adapting from? Unless you I, I, really want to get nitty gritty and say, well, there's books about Barbie, there's animated, you know, movies and, and things. And what they've done is adapt the character to be humanized in a live action. And I'm like, OK, yeah, but I still feel like that's a big stretch by comparison well, to other things. So. Well, maybe it's adapted. We're going to take a break and do more of this, but maybe it's adapted from a Mattel uh, management meeting. I mean, I maybe that's just probably remembered them before. It's uh, Billy Otish, of course. So it was I made for, which is nominated for an Oscar from the film Barbie as uh, I'm just Ken nominated for an Oscar from the film Barbie and Gosling nominated America Ferrera nominated best picture nominated, but no Margot Robbie and no uh, director nominations, which is just too weird. Where shall we rejoin all this, Blake? Well, uh, John, one thing I did want to point out is that um, in talking in the break with, with producer Brendan, uh, we mentioned that we both love the production design of Barbie, which I believe is something you and I have talked about, yes, how we absolutely. loved how the film yeah. looked. Well, in it, it is nominated for production design. It is not nominated for cinematography. But here's an interesting thing to point out. Because yeah. I know a lot of people don't follow who the director of photography is right, on film. Right, I feel right. everyone should, uh, but it, it's they're very much responsible for how the end result of the image looks. And oddly enough, Rodrigo Prieto was the DP on that film. Killers of the Flower Moon is another film he shot that he is nominated for this year. So the, the director of photography is nominated, but not for Barbie. He's nominated for Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, and oddly enough, uh, El Conde, which uh, is a movie that's on Netflix, I believe now, uh, which which is about how uh, the dictator Pinochet was like a vampire or something. It's a comedy. It's a it's a dark comedy. <laughs> how was uh, that? It, it, I wanted no, to watch it, it. I have not seen it. Um, no. It is it is one of those movies that I didn't even realize was released because you know I follow theatrical releases a bit too right. much, I guess these days. Right. Um, but it's definitely on my watch list because now it's wait. been nominated for cinematography. Did so, you say this was a dictator vampire comedy movie? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it uh, take that for actually. what you will. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a goofy, <laughs> offbeat, uh, mostly in black and white from what I can tell, yeah. uh, film. And it's been nominated for Best Cinematography. Uh, there's some films that I felt, you know, I thought would be nominated today for this award that were not. Um, one of them in particular was Barbie. Uh, but oddly enough, Prieto got a nomination anyway. Um, the other was, uh, and hear me out on this. Right. I would have loved to have seen John Wick Chapter 4 nominated for cinematography. Period. Why not? I, Why not? I thought it was one of the best-looking movies I saw all year. I also thought Ferrari was one of the better-looking movies I saw all year. So I, I, And I've had these you know, thoughts about, like, man, I really wish some of these movies would get more praise later in the year. I feel like Ferrari came and went. Like, why isn't Penelope Cruz nominated for Best Actress? She was incredible in that film. And if you haven't seen the film, highly recommend uh, seeing it as soon as possible before it leaves theaters completely. Um, but, yeah, no, this, this has been a, a, a good day overall, I think, as far as recognizing great films from last year. I think when you dig really deep into the um, other categories, you know, like production design and costume design and things like that, you will find surprises that are films that maybe you hadn't heard of 
that now you're going to go check out, right. which is always a plus when the nominations drop. Okay, I'm not I'm not just the guy who's like you know doing total like fanboy service for very specific films here. I've of the five best picture nominees I saw, I enjoyed all of them to to different degrees. Obviously, I have to see the rest before I can render a a, a proper prediction right. on what I think will win best picture. If you're going based on steam gathering over time with all the uh, awards that have been won up to this point. I think Oppenheimer is probably a big indicator of, of winning Best Picture. I think Christopher Nolan could take Best Director. I do think, however, and this is one where we should pull up the clip next time I'm on with you, John, if it's okay. after the Oscars. Sure. I do think Paul Giamatti could upset Killian Murphy for yeah. Best Actor. Yeah, that's and a I cute little. That, that's a good movie that Paul Giamatti's in. Yeah, very good movie, and and I was just enraptured with his performance. Now, I obviously saw Oppenheimer four times in theaters because I kept wanting to see that big movie on a big screen, and I wanted to wow. take advantage of it while I could. Now, but wait. At the same wait a time, how long, how yeah. long is Oppenheimer? Three hours. And you saw it how many times? Four. Okay. I rest my case. Yeah, with, with different people. Uh, you know, I went with different friends who hadn't said, they were like, oh, I think I'm going to go see Oppenheimer. I was like, I'm in. They're like, didn't you just see it last week? Yes, twice. But we're going again. So, yeah, I was, I was all about this movie. I just love how it was put together. I love how it was shot. I do very much enjoy all the acting in the film. And I think it was, and I, I'm not the only one who said this, but I actually think this is the movie where Christopher Nolan is firing on all cylinders cumulatively. Every great thing he's done in the individual works that he's made up until this film, it's all there, and this is the entire Christopher Nolan experience. Well, I'll tell and you, whether Blake, you like the movie or not, doesn't yeah. matter. That's right. where I think it lands. Thanks for being with us. I look forward to talking uh, with you again as we get closer and closer to uh, more and more awards. Thanks for being with us. Always a pleasure. Thank you, John.